Hey there, enthusiasts. Brandon and Kenny back on the show. This podcast is the Nintendo podcast, where we will talk about all things Nintendo, specifically the Nintendo Switch uh, that recently came out. Um, it is a portable console that you can plug into your TV as well. This isn't <sighs> what? This isn't the Nintendo podcast. This is the Nintendo podcast. We have a theme song and no. everything. Nintendo podcast. Everything Nintendo and sometimes Apple. No, like I was saying earlier, I think that uh, it just so happens the last time we talked about Apple today, we're talking about Nintendo stuff. It doesn't make it the Nintendo one because that box is us in. I want to be boxed. I don't no, live I, in a box. I'm saying get out of the box. I'm saying that today we're talking about Nintendo. By the way, do you have to be somewhere? See? Staring at your Apple Watch. When you like look that? at your Apple Watch, like you that? A, did you get a notification or are you just staring at your Apple Watch? I got buzzed. So, Nintendo Switch. Uh, you and I have one. I wish we would have brought one in the room or something like that. But No, because then we'd be playing it the whole time. I know we would be because it's that much fun. But it is. Um, one of the cool things about this Nintendo console that's different than others is this is a hybrid console. You can plug it into your television. It actually has a little dock that the actual thing sets in for you to be able to play it on the TV. Or you can actually pull it out in its own tablet form. has little controllers on the side. And you can take it as a handheld device, which is pretty cool. Joy-Con. Uh, yeah, the little controllers on the side are called Joy-Cons. Um, no, Joy-Con. Joy-Con. What do you think of that? The I don't pl- like it. The plural is Joy-Con and the singular is Joy-Con. I do not like that. I like the branding of it. I think it's smart. The idea is that if you're a real Nintendo fanboy, that you know the proper name for and it. And you'll say it. And that's why Nintendo does it. It's for the fanboys out there. It's for the Brandons. No, they like to feel superior. I, will say, I say Joy-Cons. They like to feel, feel superior in their vernacular. The Joy-Kai. The Joy-Kai. <laughs> that doesn't work. But that's what the individual controller is on the side of the console. The reason why I'm explaining is for all those of you that don't currently have one or haven't seen one, you're probably familiar with consoles. The typical style is it's a little brick, sits in front of your TV, plugs into it, and then you have a controller in your hand. That controls what goes on the TV. What's great about the Switch is that it's as if you put a tablet into that brick, and then when you don't want to play it on your TV, you just take the tablet out, and then you stick the controller on the tablet, and you're ready to go. Handheld device. Which I will say is the way I think I use it the most. I use it as the portable console more than I do on the actual TV. I was actually going to ask you which way you use it the most. Uh, I would say I do the same way, but what's your reasoning behind that? Well, for me, I do it because I, I don't get a lot of time to just sit in front of the TV. As nice of an experience as it is to like sit there and have, I really like the Pro Controller, uh, which is a lot more like a traditional like gaming controller. It looks a yeah. lot like a hybrid of the 360 and, and PlayStation controller, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me more of the Xbox 360. Yeah, definitely more, more towards that. Oh, like the split? Yeah, what do they yeah, call that? I can't remember. I think it's just asymmetrical. Asymmetrical, yeah. yeah. I, I do, which I do like because like, you use your hands differently depending on what side of the controller you're using. But yeah, no, for me, I, I don't get to sit in front of the TV all that much. Um, sometimes late at night if I have a couple hours to myself. But So most of the time I'm you know, either taking a break when I'm working. So I'll take like five, 10 minutes and just kind of play a game really quickly. Or if I travel, cause I travel for work every once and again, it's great. Cause my switch fits in all of my backpacks. So it's easy to just toss it in and go and play. And I will say that one of the things I think they did right with the portable mode is that assuming you're not playing an online multiplayer game, you can just hit the power button and it basically just freezes whatever you're doing. You can just tap that power button. And as long as you remember when you turn it back on where you were, <laughs> you can just pick right back up. Their handhelds have been doing that since I think the Nintendo DS back in 2005 when that came out. And I only remember that just because that was one of those consoles I was super excited about. 
for some reason, I always got attached to handheld consoles more than more than normal consoles. Like my brothers, they like the Xboxes, the Playstations, you know, at that time. And um, I always liked the handheld Nintendos. So when the DS came out, I got really excited about it. When the 3DS came out, uh, my brother and I, we pre-ordered one, everything, and we got it day one. When the Switch came out, no different, but I was even more excited because my brothers that are into the consoles, all of a sudden, they're dipping into the handheld market with me. And it's difficult to say what this console is. Is it a handheld or is it an actual console? I particularly believe it is more on the side of a handheld device that you can plug into your TV. It's not as powerful as the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One, which leads you to believe that it is more on the style of a handheld device. You look at these modern day tablets, to me, it reminds me more of that than an actual console. And it could just be because I agree with you. I use it more in that form factor than actually plug it into the TV as well. Mm -hmm. But the power level of it and the functionality of it, it leans more towards that handheld. I do not see this as a full console, but I think that's my downside because we're seeing a lot of full console games like Skyrim, Mm -hmm. which came out a couple years ago. We've got Doom. The new Doom, I believe, that came out earlier this year, that's coming out for it. That was a full console game. We even have Wolfenstein 2. All these are, are games by Bethesda, but Wolfenstein 2, which comes out uh, this month of October, um, is scheduled to release a little bit later on the full game for the Switch as well. Um, maybe it's my undervaluing the functionality of the console that sees it as a full console, but I'm glad they're doing it. Now, see, speaking of the whole full console thing, and one thing I'm looking forward to with with Wolfenstein specifically is I feel like the Switch is going to be almost an ideal first-person shooter device because of how well, and this is comparing it to um, Breath of the Wild, that they got the aiming system down almost just perfect. Having the combination of using the whole device to like do your targeting but at the same time, you know, override that with your joysticks and your controls yeah. there. So I, I just kind of picture like, man, that would be really awesome in like a first person shooter game. Like I picture like, you know, setting up camp and being a sniper sitting there and you're like, you know, just like a real sniper. You're sitting there like between heartbeats, like moving your device, just getting ready to get that perfect shot. And then bam, trigger. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really good experience. Well, you know, they have a uh, part with Breath of the Wild using uh, the joystick mm-hmm. to aim like the bow, but you're also using the motion controls partly as well yep. to like fine aim. Things it's like a like nice that. hybrid of the two where I, comparing it to like Splatoon. So we're going to be talking about a lot of games here, but yeah. Splatoon, I don't think they have it quite as nice as in Zelda. Because Splatoon, if you want to use motion controls, they limit you on which directions your your stick. It's will just work. up. Uh, it's yeah, motion controls side, only work right? up and down. But with the sticks, they only let you go side to side, or something. like Correct. that. Correct. Sticks go side to side, and then the motion controls go up and down. Right. It'd be nice if they blended it like they did for Zelda. Here's the reason why I don't think that they will use motion controls for first-person shooters on it. The PlayStation 4, and I think maybe the Xbox One, but I know the PlayStation 4, since the PlayStation 3, has motion control built into the controller. has a gyroscope in it. There have been a ton of first-person shooters that have been available that have never given you option to use that gyroscope. Uh, in their actual like sniping, I think, would be... You know, perfect because the that's the advantage of the PC is that you can fine aim with a mouse. I think that would give us the cutting edge of first person shooting if you can fine aim using some sort of motion control. Right. Needless to say, I don't know why they haven't used it, but I'm guessing there's a reason. Yeah, that's that's really weird because like 
you know, thinking back to, I used to be a big Halo player. I played Halo a ton. Now, there were no motion controls with, you know, the original Xbox and 360 and stuff. I always found that, like, when trying to precisely aim with a joystick, joysticks are great for, like, slam it to the left, slam it to the right, and, like, let's quickly move places and being kind of tactical in that way. Yeah. I always felt super clumsy anytime I wanted to fine adjust. Because mm-hmm. then, like, if you wanted to get it just right, you'd have to go change your sensitivity. But then it's like, oh, then I feel really slow when I want to change directions rapidly. Yeah. Which is why I really like the aim controls on in Zelda, at least, because I get both worlds. I can fine-tune with my motion control, and then I can just, like, jam left or right on a stick and, like, move quickly then with the physical controls. So, I, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't bring that to a first-person shooter, because it's, like an ideal scenario you get both and you know i think the it sounds strange i because i don't like call of duty nowadays like i don't like the annual releases things like that um it's just a cash cow that's it there there hasn't been a good call of duty game in my opinion in a very long time that's why i played was modern warfare 2 which was decent and then yeah there was a new one every year but i feel like that is the that is the goal to call yourself a console. Are the annual releases getting released on your console from the third party annual releases moving on to it? Assassin's Creed uh, used to be an annual release. It's not anymore. I would say if you get a Call of Duty game, if you get some mainstream EA game like Mass Effect or um, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the new, the new Battlefront 2 is coming out and it looks awesome. If that comes to the Switch, if we get at least one Call of Duty game on the Switch and then an Assassin's Creed on the Switch, those are kind of like those semi-annual or or regular releases that make the system a viable option as a full console to make it where now when you go into a store, it's not PlayStation 3 or Xbox, and then if you have kids, you'd think about Nintendo. No, now it's PlayStation 3, Xbox, or Nintendo. The way it used to be. I mean, the last time Nintendo was a viable option for a mainstream console in your home was the Nintendo 64. And that's because it had one competitor that was the PlayStation. And then the Wii definitely was just so family-oriented, which isn't a bad thing. There were a lot of really fun games on the Wii. But I I definitely agree with you that going into real gaming, quote-unquote, besides being on a PC, you would always think either the whatever the Microsoft console is, one of the Xbox terrible name (laughs) system, right? This year it's an Xbox. Now it's a 360. Now it's a one. Next we're going to release Xbox X. See, it's the same thing. It's the iPhone stuff. Yeah. And you can't call it X. It's 10. It's 10, (laughs) right? So at least with PlayStation, I'll give Sony props there. Good job on using numbers. In my opinion, the GameCube era was different. Because you have the Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the GameCube. Um, what's interesting about that era is that's when I first really... I mean, I've always played video games with my brothers. That's when I actually owned my own console. I didn't share it with my brothers. Actually, it was a really cool time. My brother Tom had... Uh, I believe he had a PlayStation 2. My brother John had an Xbox, and I had a GameCube. And we lived under the same house for like a couple of years. So we literally had like everything. If a new game came out, we just got it for whichever system had it, and it was cool. Well, one thing I remember from that experience was that that was the generation of first party exclusives for example you know uh morrowind you know that just came out on the xbox at that time it did not go on any other console um they don't consider themselves they're not owned by microsoft bethesda or anything like that at that time they're their own company but they made exclusives all there was were exclusives to xbox playstation had a lot not at first it didn't go to the xbox right away but the grand theft auto series was on playstation first um, and then years later, it went on, I think, with like Vice City or something like that. It finally 
went on uh, Xbox. That generation was a little different because everything was exclusive. It wasn't until the 360 PlayStation 3 era where they started getting the same games. You know, you you were okay picking one of them. You weren't going to miss out on a lot of games. Which is where it's going to get interesting with a Switch because now mm. that you have like Bethesda on board, right? And we see that these newer releases, Wolfenstein being brand new on all the consoles and then just lagging a few months behind for the Switch and then Doom, which has already been released and yeah. is going to be on the Switch. That one's coming out this that month? Uh, no, I think it's coming out December. December. It's before the end of the year. coming out like next year. Right. So what'll be interesting is, is like you have these game companies that are essentially saying, okay, we're going to buy in. Obviously the switch did not flop. Like a lot of people thought it might. So let's do something. Let's make some games. So I think that this first year, this first solid year with the switch is going to be a little bit of catch up, right? Getting these third parties on board. Mm -hmm. But I bet by the end of 2018, we'll be seeing simultaneous releases with not just the Xbox and PlayStation, but also with a Switch. And you know, I have to say, good for Nintendo, because the main thing is that uh, where I really fell off with Nintendo was the Wii. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's that's its uh, highest-selling console. At a certain point, I want to see those third-party games. I want to see the Call of Duties and all that good stuff. I, I want all of that. So to see the Switch still not as powerful as the current consoles, but getting that support that well-needed support by a popular, a very popular third-party publisher like Bethesda. Um, it's getting me excited. And it's, I like the way IGN put it, is that um, there's no excuse for any other third-party publisher now. For anyone to say, you know what, we'd love to put it on the Nintendo console just like we wanted to years ago, but it's just, it's too much work. It's not powerful enough. There's no excuse. We've seen Bethesda do it now where they're bringing a popular game, Skyrim. They're bringing a game that just came out, Doom, and they're bringing a game that's not even out yet. The one that's coming out on the other consoles on Switch as well. I think there's no excuse. I would agree. You know, even though the Switch was, it was kind of predicted to flop. Um, you know, they when it was first introduced, people were like, oh, no one's going to want to get this console. Thank the Lord it didn't. I know. I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> it was one of the only consoles I've ever pre-ordered. Uh, I knew it was going to be good. We were both there at Walmart yep. that day. Yep. So we got our pre-order at the same time. Um, I, I'm glad that it didn't flop. I think that this is like going to be one of Nintendo's saving graces. Yep. But with that said, even though it's only been out since March, there are a good handful of games, mostly first party. Yep. What are your thoughts on the current stacks of Super games? Mario Odyssey. I, yeah, this, this month, month, this month, I'm super excited. My and, son, Seth, yeah. he's saying like Super Mario Odyssey comes out this month. Oh, and it's Perry's birthday. This he was month watching too, a YouTube. He was. Yep. He's been watching all the YouTube trailers and, you know, some yeah. of the E3 coverage and all that stuff. So did you see that this is the first Mario game that's not rated E for everyone? It's because Mario's nipples are in it. That's not, that's the, not reason. the reason, no, but they are. The, oh, Weird. that's right. I saw a thing. I think I showed you this. This is the first year ever. In like 30 years of Mario and Zelda, where we saw Link's nipples in a Breath of the Breath of the Wild, and we saw Mario's nipples. We knew Super they Mario had Odyssey. them, but we had never seen them. Super pink, really nice. <laughs> I mean, they like I like how they like seeing Mario with his shirt off. It actually he looks like if you took the shirt off of a male like Russian nesting doll. Is the way I picture it, <laughs> it's got that shape of those Rus- Russian yeah. dolls, like yeah. the collapsing ones, like the little egg shape. And then there's like no definition. 
It's just little two little pink nipples, <laughs> and that's it. Like it's the most safest way to show it's a man the with a shirt. Yep, yep. Like even Link had like a little muscle definition, he you did. know. Yes. But Mario, no, they didn't give him a gut like that hangs out. They Which should is funny have. because if you think of like think of like the Super Mario World generation, he had a gut on him. Super little little gut. pixel Mario, he had a big old gut. So I remember he, it he's hanging over his pants. Yep. Like, so good on you, Mario, for losing all that weight. I don't think he lost weight, though. I think that he's still fat. They just didn't want it to hang out. Maybe he's just sucking it in. They didn't want it to look like him because he's a beloved children's character that is technically a grown man. <laughs> they didn't want him to have the appearance of a grown man. He yeah. still has to have cartoonish qualities. So, so going on, so going on the games that are currently out. So that one's coming out yep. at this month, which we'll talk about when that comes out. Because I'm sure day one we'll probably lock ourselves away and play that game until we beat it. I plan on just coming over. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely give a review on that. But um, I'd say the current the current release of games is is pretty decent. Um, now there's there's a theory out there that Nintendo basically did a soft release with the Switch, which is why it came out in March. Um, instead of doing like the big holiday release. So we won't get too much into that. But the gist of it is, is that by releasing in March, they've had pretty much the last however many months it's been to get some games out there so that this holiday season, you get a Zelda game, you get a Mario game, Mario you have Kart. Splatoon, you have Mario Kart. Even um, ARMS. I mean, that's a new first arms. person one. Yeah. yeah. So you get all these games when the holiday season comes around. So I bet you this Christmas, we're going to see the number of Switches out there assuming production can keep up yeah. greatly increasing. Well, so. I hope that they continue next year. Cause if you remember, I, I mentioned this, you have Skyrim coming out in mm-hmm. uh, November, November. Yep. And we're going to get that. Of course I'll, I'm so willing to go to Tamriel again. I'm excited. Um, and you've never been to Tamriel. I have not been, no. Mm, do you hear that guys? He's never played an I Elder will, Scrolls I will game. Get it. I will play. I told him if he's not going to get it, I'm buying it for him. Yeah, we'll and see. We'll just make it work. No, but it. Uh, I told Brandon that uh, essentially it's when you get a Switch early on, it's like signing up for a subscription service. That's $60 a month. But what's great is you get a game every month. A good, solid a game. A good, solid Nintendo yeah. game. We had, I mean, let's name them. We had Breath of the Wild right off the bat. The next Fantastic. month in April, we had Mario Kart 8. Yep. May, we had uh, ARMS. June, we had Splatoon. June was Splatoon, yep. What was July? Something was July. I do remember that. Or was July Splatoon? No. Last month was Rabbids. Yeah, Mario and Rabbids was August, the end of August. Pokémon Tournament was this month. There was one for July, but we weren't as excited for it. So there's probably somebody that's listening that's screaming it right yeah, now. It's like, my favorite it's game. It's my favorite game. You guys are jerks. Um, but yeah, I mean, we basically 60 bucks a month. That's, that's a good way to put it. And you get a new solid game. By the way, I'm joking about a $60 <laughs> subscription service. The idea is like, I mean, every month you're, you have to pay $60 for a great game. It's, it's a good point. And, you know, they are all really good games. Honestly, like for me, be, not being a like a gamer by, by what I would call the normal definition. I'm a casual gamer. Uh, honestly, it's o- almost a little overwhelming cause it's hard to keep up. Like I feel like your I'm not wife, playing enough. Your wife's getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> how much money you're spending. So yeah, 60 bucks a month. Um, <laughs> so no, it's, it's great because like I can just pretty much play a huge array of games and I have not been bored in the, the gaming department uh, honestly, I find myself going back to Zelda a lot because it's just such a good game and I'm only like 50% complete. But at the same time, like it's great playing Mario Kart with the kids. Yeah. Splatoon's great for the multiplayer. Picked up Pokken, 
which I've been playing the last few days, which is a lot of fun. Still haven't played it with you yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll we try need to, to play, that, play today. that today or sometime soon. Pokken is a lot of fun. I will say my only complaint about Pokken is that there's a lot of dialogue that doesn't need to be there. And I wish you could just like blast through it faster. And you can't? No. You can hit the A button to go through it, but there is a lot of dialogue. Once it's, it's gone, it's better and it's a lot more fluid. It should be but... dialogue in a fighting game. <sighs> I know. It should just be like, hey, that guy right over there, beat him up. Yeah, can you imagine like Mortal Kombat with like 15 minutes of dialogue you'd have to sit through? Soldier Blade, you have killed my family. We will now talk about this for eight (laughs) hours before we fight. Finish him in 15 minutes. (laughs) Uh, So so yeah, that's the only annoying part. But it's uh, it's great seeing all the Pokemon that are in it, considering there's, what, 600 Pokemon now. Um, Which, speaking of, um, maybe we'll see a new Pokemon game on the Switch. We'll see. Still rumors on that. Rumors on Pokemon. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, there's there's already a lot of really good games and honestly yeah. like, you know, especially as someone who works, you know, a standard 40-hour-a-week job and who doesn't oh, who also has a family and doesn't have time to game 20 <laughs> hours a day, um there's more than enough choices for me to to stay busy with yeah. the Switch in a fun way. So we uh we definitely love Nintendo. We love the Switch, obviously. Uh Please endorse us, Nintendo. And uh, so we went a little long in this one. Uh, I mean, at least just talking about it, just because we're so passionate about it. But we would definitely love to hear from you guys on uh, what are our social media platforms, Brandon. Yeah, we are. We're getting everywhere. We are on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, um, YouTube. And of course, we have a we have a website landing page, which will just take you to Facebook right now. But uh, we are looking at getting on the Google Play Store. Uh, so that you can subscribe yep. there as well. So that'll probably be in the next week or two. Pretty soon we're going to put post-its on your mom's fridge. So look for us there. Yep. And uh, yeah, please. I mean, like, tell us, like, I think the question, I think, it, it, you know, it'd be cool to do like a question of the week. Question this week is like, what are you guys excited for? What do you want to see come out on the Nintendo Switch? Because I know that, like I said, uh, and I actually do have to apologize because um, from the first episode, I said, I, Brandon is the only person I know with the Nintendo Switch. If I recall, after that podcast came out, I had a lot of people tell me, uh, hello, we talk about Switch like every other day, Kenny. And um, so I have to apologize to all of you guys. Yes, I know more people to switch, which is gives you more incentive to uh, join the conversation on uh, most likely Facebook. Now, I think is our main main social media. But just to prove it, you need to send us your friend codes. Otherwise, how do we know if you really oh, have a switch? Yeah. Please send friend codes like uh, actually just post them on the site, things like that, because Nintendo still doesn't have a dedicated. Let's hope that Nintendo changes that soon. That friend code is a pain to type in. I want usernames. They gave me one for the, uh, uh, what was it, the Mario Run, right? I had a username. You didn't have to type in a friend code. So give me my username, Nintendo. Anyways, yeah, average enthusiast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is my partner, I'm joking. That was a podcast. You chose to listen to who? Do you think you make good choices? Within you dare You have Brandon and Kendall Talk about things that are cool We feel enthusiastic That you can be average too <laughs> So dumb, so dumb, Brandon <laughs> Just all of them.